it's not easy. It, it's simple, but it's not easy. And it does require, like you said, that, you know, regular practice, gratitude. It's been said many times, it's like a muscle, you know, and it gets stronger the more you practice it. You know, many studies show if you consistently do it every day, eventually you can rewire your brain to start thinking more of the positive, you know, because like you said, you can have a list of 10 great things that happened during the day, but you're going to ruminate on that one bad thing, <laughs> which is a shame, right? So, so by having a gratitude practice in our lives and keeping up with it, um, it can actually, it helps us to see the good things around us, the things that we take for granted, the good in our lives. And it, it helps, especially in these tough times that we're in. It really, really helps. Thank you, thank you from my heart, from the bottom of my heart. Thank you, thank you from my heart, from the bottom of my heart. Stay connected to gratitude. Hit the follow button right now and join thousands of listeners tuning in each week. We're the Gratitude Seekers. Come join us. Gratitude Seeker, welcome to a new episode of the Gratitude Podcast. With us today we have a guest that uh, has been on the podcast once before. Uh, she's a good friend and uh, gratitude companion. Uh, she's been very supportive of me and of uh, my work with gratitude. And I'm very happy to, to have her here once again. She's a gratitude seeker, a chronic pain thriver, happiness spreader, pursuer of joy, truth teller, student of the human experience. She's also the fearless leader of the Attitude of Gratitude with Chronic Pain Facebook group. And now she, she has written uh, really really valuable gratitude journal for teen boys and uh, we're going to be talking about uh, this part of um, her work as well well welcome lauren to the gratitude podcast once again hi georgian thank you so so much for having me i i love your podcast i love the work that you do it's very important and um, yeah, it's an honor that I've been asked back to spread my message. I, you have some amazing guests on, so to be included in that is is definitely a privilege. <laughs> Thank you very much. I, I really appreciate that. And yeah, um, you're one of those people. And um, I think it's amazing that we, we got to, to speak again. Uh, after so many years, um, we yeah. got to do the interview, um, and uh, once again, and 
yeah i'm i'm really happy to to be here with you speaking about gratitude once again and spreading together the the gratitude in in the world so um what have have you been up to in these last few years <laughs> yeah well it has it's been five years i think since i was last on and i've had you on my broadcast as well because i you know i feel your message what you spread each week is, is very important too but yeah i've been a bit busy over the past five years <laughs> um the group that you mentioned that i I uh, run Attitude of Gratitude with Chronic Pain. We are actually reaching our, our seven-year anniversary this Thursday. Wow. And we have just, um, we've just reached the milestone of 8,000 members, which amazing. is um, pretty amazing in the fact that we're unique. Um, we are for people, in general, for people living with chronic conditions, although that can encompass a lot of things. It can be physical, it can be emotional, mental, spiritual, um, but what makes us unique is that we are a non-complaining group. And so for people that have a lot to complain about, it's not for everybody. But the, the reason why we do that is because there's a lot of, a lot, thousands of chronic pain groups out there where you can, you can share your specifics and, and get that, um, you know, vent and release that you need. My group is more solution-based and we look to kind of get rid of the negativity even if it's just for a brief moment. And we work um, to incorporate a gratitude practice into our lives. As I'm sure many of your listeners know, um, you know, gratitude is a, a practice and it's not like you can just say one day I'm grateful and expect it to work. It's magic. It has to be worked regularly. And, and that can be challenging for anybody, in particular people living with chronic pain and illness. So we, we work with gratitude and mindfulness connection intention affirmation so we we offer a lot of tools for our members to kind of come to that place of acceptance and move forward um we do we do offer live chats twice a week for people who need to vent and talk about you know specifics but in general we're a non-complaining group so that's why eight thousand members is, is a pretty big deal because like i said we're not for everybody um so very very proud of that and yeah, that's um, amazing like you said, I, I have a new book out and, um, I, you know, much to my, I've been writing a book for the past several years. I've been wanting to get it out about gratitude and living with chronic pain, my experience, my experience helping thousands of people in the group. But I was asked over the spring if I would be interested in writing a gratitude journal for teen boys. And it, it kind of came out of nowhere. And I was um, originally going to turn it down because I was working on my own book. And then I thought, are you nuts? <laughs> you know, you're being offered this great opportunity. And fortunately, I was um, speaking to a friend of mine who used to be a middle school, um, or no, a high, a high school uh, literature teacher. And she reminded me, she said, teen boys are a very forgotten about subset when it comes to mental health. And I was like, boom, all the, all, that's all she needed to say. And I, I knew that, um, you know, I wanted to contribute what I could to that subset. So the, the five-minute gratitude journal for teen boys um, came out November 30th, 2021. Um, and I'm super proud of it. It's been, it's been selling great um, because there just aren't a lot of resources out there for teen boys. Now, it, really, my journal 
it's not specifically for boys. Like there's nothing in there that screams boy. It's not all, you know, stereotypical sports and things like that. But a lot of the gratitude journals out there are, seem to be very girly. So I think boys would be a little hesitant to do it. Um, so my publisher, I think, wanted something that um, boys felt more comfortable doing. So it's, it's 120 days of various prompts, um, exercises. It's, it's not just a journal that says, what are you grateful for at the top with blank pages? It's very cu carefully curated 120 days of various, um, you know, prompts and strategies that are, um, you know, our teens of today are, have very unique struggles, especially in this age of COVID. So um, it's my hope that I was able to help in my own little way to give them an outlet to express their emotions. Yeah, that's wonderful. And it's it's something that's so so necessary nowadays. You, you shared with me some uh, some statistics yeah. um, that are yeah. very concerning. Yeah, there was a New York Times article, <clears throat> excuse me, I read last week talking about the effect of the pandemic on teens and um you know, and I'm not talking about them coming down with the virus, but the mental health aspect and the statistic was in the past two years, in 2019 to 2021, the rates of suicide attempts based on ER visits went up 52% with the ages of 12 to 17. And that just knocked the wind right out of me. It just made me want to cry. These poor kids, it's such a tough time. We all know who've gone through the teens, we all know that's such a tricky time already in our lives. And to have to, um, <clears throat> excuse me, navigate through COVID and perhaps not being with their friends if schools aren't out. Like, it's a whole new set of challenges that I certainly didn't grow up with. Um, so, yeah, again, I, I hope that the 5-Minute Gratitude Journal for Teen Boys is helping in, in you know, my, sw my small way, for sure. Hmm. I'm sure it is. And, um, yeah, based on that, many of our listeners are uh, moms or dads mm -hmm. uh, that uh, might already have um, teen boys yes do you have any tips like okay um, of course this is one important tip to to get the the book and to right. um, uh, gift the book to to the boys but mm -hmm. um for instance, how how could they go about talking about gratitude in a in a way that actually gets to them? Because um, I think this is uh, one of the biggest challenges. It's not something that's easy at that no. age. At least for me, it wasn't. No, no. I th I think boys, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think boys are raised to you know toughen up and suck it up and you know not deal with things that, so they internalize it because they're not talking about it um and i know you know my son is 24 um and getting him to talk about emotions when he was a teenager was was difficult it's difficult now but yeah it is difficult so um you know i actually have a, a copy of the book in in my hands right now i want to give you an example of perhaps a page or two 
with some of the prompts that can maybe help some of the moms out there. Um, this one, this, so the prompts that I have for each of the 120 days, they're all related to each other. So each day has a topic. And so this prompt I'm looking at right now says, something wonderful in my surroundings at this very moment is. So that has your teen kind of looking around, like what, what is it in their surroundings that they're grateful for? You know, teens, um, they're tricky. You know, they, they, a lot of them are, feel a sense of entitlement. They've always been used to having a computer and the internet. They've always been used to having a device. They're used to having food at their disposal. I mean, I'm talking very generally, not every teen, of course. But, you know, having them open their eyes, look at their surroundings, what if it was taken away, would they miss? Um, and so under that prompt, it says, I am grateful for it because, and then it says something I just discovered through observation, which I never noticed before is, and the final one is I can become more mindful of my surroundings in the future by. So that's an example. So there, then there's a positive affirmation at the bottom of each page. This one is I feel safe and secure within myself. And each page has a quote as well. So it's really designed, Georgian, to kind of help teens open their eyes to the surroundings, recognize the, the people that do so much for them in their lives. Um, because I don't know that a lot of teens realize that either. Um, I, and I read something else when I was doing research for the book that, um, you know, teens are, they're at that tricky age where they're not children anymore and they're not quite adults yet. And so they're feeling out, they're getting their, their, um, their feet wet into adulthood. And so they don't want to have to owe anybody anything. They think they know it all. Again, I'm talking very generally, but they don't like to feel like they owe anybody. So gratitude is particularly tricky for them. Um, I believe I read that from, um, uh, gosh, what's his name? Dr. Giacomo Bono, Dr. Giacomo Bono, who was kind enough to endorse my book. He, he wrote a book called, um, I believe, Raising Grateful Kids. I could have that wrong, but he's very famous um, gratitude researcher through the University of California, Davis. And um, he, he talks about how, you know, teens don't like to owe anybody anything, which is why gratitude can be particularly tricky for them. So, you know, being crafty in, in um, you know, trying to get them to recognize these things. Hopefully the book, you know, if, if they don't want to do the journal, perhaps the moms can read some of the prompts to them and ask them a, a question. I think I've made it fun for them. I hope I've made it fun for them and not a chore. It's supposed to be, you know, it's designed to only take five minutes a day. Um, you know, talks. this page says something that worries me is, you know, they have a lot of worries, of course. I'm grateful for my bedroom because... So, um, yeah, trying to get them to talk, I know, is, is very tricky, but perhaps doing it um, rather than having them feel grilled, but having them do it in, you know, a quick prompt setting might help. Yeah, I think it's, it's a great idea. Um, like the, this idea of making it short mm -hmm. and fun, like I think it's, it's something that, um is is very <laughs> uh well ad adapted to the to the ways to the way boys 
this thing can do things. Right. So, yeah. My my twenty four year old son did. It. He went through a bad breakup over the summer. He, his girlfriend of six and a half years, they broke up. Mm. And he, you know, even though he's twenty four, he he did the book wasn't out yet, but I had the manuscript and he did it, and he said it helped. So, uh, and he's he's not a talker either. So, um, perhaps it can help other, you know, other boys or other teens who are having trouble opening up. It kind of gives them permission to open up. Yeah, exactly. And it's in yeah. a safe place. Yes. You, you don't have to, to say anything to anyone. You can just write there and uh, you don't have to open up too much and be too vulnerable. Right. Yeah. And perhaps the moms can say, you know, that it's just for them. They don't have to read it. So if they if they know ahead of time that mom won't be reading it, maybe they'll open up more, you know, getting words on a page getting it out somehow, whether it's a verbal or through words, you know this, Georgian, through gratitude journaling and all that. It, it takes away some of the power of some of the things that trouble us. Um, so any little bit helps. Exactly, yeah. I think it's a very powerful process. And um, yeah, doing this uh, from such a young age can be life-changing from from many points of view yeah one of my reviewers know. said their, their seven-year-old son was doing it and enjoyed it so um <laughs> there's nothing really in particular to necessarily to teens although the it's really geared i, I believe 12 to 17 is the main demographic mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so i'm very very proud of it and i hope it helps a lot of kids who need it because it's it's really a crisis with our teens today yeah definitely it's taking uh, this pandemic it's, it's taking a toll on on all of us yes um, for sure but uh i i think there are often um like you said subsets of um ages and uh, sexes that we we don't think about um that are not showing much but they are still affected um right. and unfortunately like like you mentioned it's too late to it it gets to be too late to to do something and we we see the statistics about about these kinds of situations and yeah um yeah giving giving boys young boys such a such a possibility of seeing things differently because I think one of the things that we've learned in in these past few years is the fact that we need to accept some things, right? And especially in these moments, gratitude is is great because we just can't change some things. We just have to accept them and um, just find the gratitude in 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 all of it to to be resilient. Otherwise, yes. it's it's really hard. And that's like the work that I've done for years with people living with chronic conditions. It's coming to that place of acceptance. You don't have to like the situation, um, but you do have to accept it, at least accept it for how it is now. Otherwise, you can't move forward. You can't move forward with joy and gratefulness unless you accept. Um, so accepting doesn't mean you, you like it and you give up. It actually means the opposite. Accepting, 
acceptance gives you power. Um, but yeah, you know, talking about another statistic, I read that for, boys are four times more likely to attempt suicide than girls, teen boys. And that shocked me as well. Um, wow. Yeah, scary, very scary stuff. We need to help our kids. Definitely. Like, yeah. Uh, but it, it makes a lot of sense uh, based on how we're built and how society um, wants us to be as guys. Yeah. Um, there is this tendency of um, bottling things inside, not having a way of expressing. I think um, the fact that we are not expressing that much um, makes it a lot harder for us to uh, to look for help, to be vulnerable enough to to seek some kind of uh, help, and yeah it's uh, you're right and i think boys in particular they may not recognize that your power actually lies in asking for help it, it's not um you're not powerless when you're asking for help it's just the opposite that's your power that you know it, it takes a lot of guts um and it's very very brave to ask for help um and it really is it's very very powerful not easy but powerful and I, i've seen an up uptick in um in my group attitude of gratitude with chronic pain we used to be like 99 percent women not because i wanted that but just because that's who was requesting to join the group and i i always wondered why are men not wanting to join because i know they live with chronic pain but just Georgia, just within the past year, I have seen a huge, huge um, increase in men joining, which makes me so happy. And I, I think it's, you know, all, all the studies that have been coming out, real scientific studies about the benefits of gratitude and, and how it helps in so many ways, you know, with chronic pain, emotional pain, spiritual pain. It just really helps us if you do it as a practice on a regular basis. It, it for me it changed my life completely same here of course yeah, i know yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah and getting back a little bit to to, to asking for help um mm. it's actually like uh, a leadership trait to ask for help because right if you want to do things in the world if you want to do something that's uh, bigger than yourself you need to ask for help one way or another you can't do everything by yourself great point and, um yeah i think it's so the the biggest leaders in the world and the ones that are men and are doing some amazing things are able to do so because they are asking for help they have some ideas they have a vision and they ask for help in different ways in a more or less structured way um they ask for the help of other people to to make that vision a reality so that's one and another one uh, important point is usually the, the the funny thing is that when we ask for help we actually become even more grateful like in many situations yeah when when we work brave enough to, to be vulnerable and to ask for help 
we actually received it in most cases and uh, we got to be grateful for that help the fact that that person was there for us maybe they listened to us or um yeah they offered us some some solutions maybe so i find that that really fascinating even though to be honest it's not not that easy like no uh, it's not when you actually have to do it, it it's not that easy but yeah i think it's it's always great to know that um even though it's something that at, at first glance it's not easy like the first step seems to be hard when you know that beyond that first step it's actually going to be easier and better yes. and um more fulfilling it uh it's just easier to to take that first step that's a bit harder isn't it it is you know we being in our heads by ourselves and we think we should be able to handle these things on our own and that's part of our problem as a society i think is we think we should be able to and we just can't we're and we're not meant to we're meant to handle it with others and and like i said earlier you know verbalizing our our issues takes away their power they can seem so so monumental in our heads but when we verbalize it to somebody and ask for help it really helps to take away you know their power uh, um so it it really is a powerful thing and that's a message i i hope to get out there for team boys in particular is asking for help it is powerful it's strong it's not easy but it's strong you know i think 70 there was another study that said 70 percent of today's teens um say they they identify with having anxiety or depression 70 percent wow and that that may just be the united states i i don't know that that's worldwide but that's a huge percentage and it's heartbreaking yeah hopefully with gratitude we can change that definitely definitely and yeah um in my experience um gratitude is is actually in a way uh, i don't want to simplify this too much that's why i'm <laughs> taking some pauses to <laughs> to to think about what i'm uh, going to say um what i've seen it, at least in my experience and this is what i can talk about is when i got down uh, it was because i was stacking the the negatives i was mm -hmm. i kept thinking about all the bad things all the uh the things that aren't working great in my life mm -hmm. that didn't happen uh, as i wanted to and um things in the future that aren't going well yes i i thought and so on and so forth and um gratitude is actually doing the the opposite of that and stack basically stacking the the positives the things that are working great the things that are going to be great in in the future and the things that um we're experiencing now that are amazing and the funny thing is that both of them are always there like i know <clears throat> we can choose either one at any given point in time and we're right like nobody can say that uh 
it's not true. Right. Whatever we, we choose to think. Right. But we have this choice. And I think that's that's so important to to see, to understand, to think about. We do, and it's free. <laughs> it's free. <laughs> it's not easy. It, it's simple, but it's not easy. And it does require, like you said, that you know, regular practice, gratitude, it's been said many times, it's like a muscle, you know, and it gets stronger the more you practice it. So in attitude of gratitude with chronic pain, one of our daily posts, we do a daily gratitude post for people to, you know, it's optional, but they post their daily gratitude. When you can, you know, many studies show if you consistently do it every day, eventually you can rewire your brain to start thinking more of the positive. You know, because like you said, you can have a list of 10 great things that happen during the day, but you're going to, you're going to ruminate on that one bad thing, <laughs> which is a shame, right? So, so by having a gratitude practice in our lives and keeping up with it, um, it can actually, it helps us to see the good things around us, the things that we take for granted, the good in our lives. Um, and it, it helps, especially in these tough times that we're in. It really, really helps. Exactly, exactly. Because we are faced with something that we can't change, that right. we need to have a lot of patience with. Um, it influences our lives in in many ways. But still we have some power and I, I believe this is another wonderful thing about gratitude that it gives our power back uh, yes and it's not exactly. all about what's happening on the outside and uh, the the bad things the limitations or other things that uh, have to do with the pandemic but we know we realize that we are in control and we can choose um to enjoy those things that are great in our life we can choose to appreciate them more and uh, yeah it's it's actually yeah, that simple not easy you're so right simple <laughs> yeah i think i even say that in the book i refer to gratitude a few times as it's your superpower and it, it really is it's your superpower you just have to you know train yourself to use it um it's not you know toxic positivity is this buzz thing that's been going around and and it, it bugs me because gratitude is not positive toxic positivity um it, it's a very diff it's a regular practice that is not always easy but it is a choice like you said that we have that choice we have control over over our attitude which is one of the few things we can control we don't have control over a lot of things but we we can't control our reaction to things, how we deal with things. That is in our control, and gratitude helps us with that. Exactly, exactly. And um, and it, it's one of the, the reasons why we actually met, because I was curious yes. on how <laughs> can you uh, be grateful when you're living with chronic pain? And it was at the beginning of my research into gratitude, and I was so curious on um how is it possible that people with living with chronic pain uh can do that and uh it's also um a great way for for us 
uh, that don't live with chronic pain to to understand that if, even just that uh, something that we we don't see is is something that we can be be grateful for in the sense that um, there are people that even though they are living with chronic pain they they can still be grateful and right. i believe that makes it easier even um for us uh that that aren't experiencing this and uh, it gives us perspective like at least for me it it works like a, if someone can be grateful in a situation that's harder than mine well it's much easier for me to be to be grateful because i i see it's, right. it's possible even in those situations and I, I i have great admiration for for people like you that are able to do this and even to Thank even you. more to to share this with the world and uh, be there for other people. I, I think it's amazing. Well, thank you. It, it, uh, you know, I had hit a rock bottom nine years ago <clears throat> that, <clears throat> excuse me, found me at a, at a crossroads of my life where I kind of had a decision to make and uh, gratitude really did change everything for me. And I, you know, there's a, a very famous saying, I believe by the Buddhist saying that um, pain is Pain is inevitable, suffering is optional. And uh, I believe that gratitude is what helps me with that. I, I can say that I'm struggling with my pain, but I, I no longer use the verbiage that I'm suffering because suffering is up to me whether I suffer or not. Um, and so, yeah, we, we, and we don't even talk about our regular, our specific conditions in the group because there's always going to be somebody worse than you. Um, but just the fact that we all live with the same thing. And, and even if you don't live with chronic pain, I, I believe everybody has their own kind of struggles. And so, you know, choosing gratitude, which I believe is a choice, like you said, choosing gratitude is, um, it's badass. <laughs> it's badass. <laughs> and it, it's, it's, um, it's worth it. Because, you know, this isn't a dress rehearsal in life. This is our one life. This is it. and so you know, God willing, I have a lot more days left. I want to enjoy them. I don't want to spend them complaining about my pain. I'm not saying I don't complain about my pain. There are days that I do. Um, we all need to vent. I think that's we all important. need to vent and talk. And I'd want to clear up too. talking of, just because in the group itself, we don't discuss the, our conditions. We do offer live chats. I believe it's very, very important to talk about our conditions. So please don't you know, for your listeners, please don't get me wrong. I, I don't think it's healthy to keep it inside. Um, it's just that there's a lot of other groups that do that. So that, you know, we were offering an oasis. But, um, you know, it's really just stewing in the problem, consistently complaining about the mm -hmm. same things over and over. That's where I used to get into trouble. And that's where I think a lot of people get into trouble. So I wanted to offer something that was more in the solution, you know, okay, I've got this pain, where can I go from here? How can I find joy and fulfillment? And so that's what the group does. Exactly, exactly. Gratitude is a superpower. <laughs> I love that. And actually the, the cover of the books looks like that, like the five-minute journey. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, it looks like Superman or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and I, I think you should write a book um, 
about um I, I don't remember the exact wording because I was uh, um, paying attention to what you said afterwards. It was uh, <laughs> gratitude is badass or something like Gratitude's that. Gratitude's badass, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I refer to I the members of, of the group or queen, <laughs> queens and kings of badassery is what I call us. <laughs> it really is. It's, it's, um, it's the road... I, don't, I want to say the road less taken. It's not, I mean, we're, we've been getting so popular, but it, it's not an easy road. It, I, am, I could be completely wrong about this, but I'm almost positive that studies show that it is easier to default. We just default to the negative naturally. I think that's part of, you know, in our DNA, in our fight and flight response that we're born with. You know, choosing gratitude, choosing to work towards the positive is more difficult. So it is badass. Yeah, definitely. And what I love about this idea and this the energy behind it is the fact that um, it makes it cool somehow. You know, it's like yeah, uh, you, you're doing something cool. It's not just okay, something uh, really serious and valuable and wise that uh, you get to understand in in life and so. But it's actually something cool. Cool. It's something that you. Uh, that makes you feel great that you're doing as a human being and um i think it's a wonderful um way of seeing gratitude and it's uh it would be in my vision a really wonderful cultural shift and uh this yes. is related to to boys to men in general uh yep. to think about gratitude as as being badass um, well, with people like you, you know, spreading your message over hundreds of episodes, um, you know, hopefully we can shift that culture and make it a movement. You know, I'm seeing more and yeah. more people. I mean, you were you were the first gratitude podcast, you know, back back in the day. Um, you you were a real, you know, you paved the way for others. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and so, you know, gratitude's all over the place now, which makes me so so happy. It it used to be a really my group attitude of gratitude with chronic pain used to be looked at as a wacky idea and it doesn't seem like people think of it as such a wacky idea anymore it may not be for them but it's not so wacky because the studies show what it can actually do for us exactly yeah <sighs> and sharing is... it in a community too studies show that you know, sharing your gratitude with others and in our community based, it makes it even more powerful. So um, having having that community and connection is important too. Definitely, definitely. And I, I just had an, another interview today and uh, I love this idea. It's related to what you what you just shared with, with the community. Um, I, I like to think that if negative things um happen in the world there's also the positive counter counterpart of that so yes. for instance if uh, covid for instance spreads without us actually seeing anything um like something concrete to um to believe that uh, this happens i think it works the same with gratitude even if we we can't see it the fact that we are spreading it yeah. can have beautiful effects in in the community in the world 
that we can't measure as they measure the <laughs> the COVID cases. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that it's it's not there and it's not uh, creating an impact. Yeah, it's contagious, isn't it? Gratitude yeah. is contagious in a beautiful way. You know, when when you're with somebody who's negative, um, it kind of sucks, you know, I call them energy vampires. It, it kind of sucks the energy out of you, the positive energy. But when you're with somebody who's positive, it boosts you up. So with us spreading it and, you know, it's paying it forward, the more people that spread gratitude, a kind word to somebody so somebody, you know, somebody checking you out at the grocery store, telling them they're doing a good job, or, you know, even your your spouse who perhaps you've seen every day for the past several decades, telling them how grateful you are for them, that could make their day and, and, and change so, so much. We just have to be conscious to do that. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Oh, uh, I feel like we could uh, talk for hours. But, uh, <laughs> we could. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, we we are nearing the end of our time together, and I wanted to ask you uh, for our listeners where they can get the the gratitude journal. Uh, the gratitude five minute gratitude journal for teen boys um, is available on Amazon. Um, it's called the five, five minute gratitude journal for teen boys prompts for wisdom, courage, and confidence. And, uh, yes, it's on Amazon, um, target. I, I believe most online booksellers have it. Um, you can find out more if you go to my, my website is gratitudeaddict.com, And, uh, you can find out more there as well, more about the group, um, and everything else. I have another book coming out in March, the 52 week intention journal about setting intentions so that we have that to look forward to too and i talk about gratitude a lot in that as well wonderful wonderful thank you so much for being here with us for the work that you're doing and yeah um uh, i hope uh we're going to make these uh statistics um stop <laughs> ideally Me too. Uh, Me too. and uh yeah get better and better um, for all the, the teen boys and for everyone in the world through the power of gratitude. Agreed. Thank Agreed. you once again. Thank you so much, much for having me, George. And it's always such a pleasure. And again, I'm honored that you asked me to be on. And, and thank you for the work you're doing. It's wonderful. I honor what you do. <laughs> thank you very much. Hey, Gratitude Seeker. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this interview. I really appreciate it. And if you could think of one person that would also benefit from it, share it with them. It might actually be the inspiration that they need to make their day or maybe even their life much better. Thank you so much once again. This has been Georgian Benta. Don't forget to keep seeking and spreading gratitude.